Hey guys, welcome back to this week's episode of the podcast. In this week's episode, I talk about my family emblem that we discovered this week of the von Schwarzenberg emblem. I talk about the podcast editing app, the script and my experience and how I thought about it and if I will be using it. And I will be talking about my purchase of an ebook reader, the Amazon Kindle and the book that I started reading, Good Strategy, Bad Strategy. This is a great episode right before the holidays. So let's jump right into this week's episode of the podcast. So welcome back to the weekly roundup. I'm super excited because it is one day until Christmas. Actually, to be honest, <laughs> I'm not really excited. You know, I'm not excited about Christmas in particularly. I'm only excited about meeting the family again and seeing all the family members again, them being all in the hometown. That's sort of exciting to me. When it comes to the actual celebration of Christmas and like decorating and like all of that stuff, I'm so not in the mood to be honest. Like it's been cloudy throughout the whole December, so no actual like we had. I-, I think one time we actually had snow, but that wasn't really like <laughs> that big of a deal because it only lasted for one day. Then it went back to being cloudy again, and it looks like we ain't gonna get like white Christmas, snowy Christmas. It's it's not gonna be that and I'm just not in the mood and especially like on Instagram I just saw a couple of people that were as well mentioning that they're just not in the mood for Christmas like not because they don't like to celebrate it just because they're not in the mood it's just not really um that magical right now you know that coca-cola experience of like you know just like that Christmas feeling I don't have that right now but I'm super excited to meet the family on like the those few holidays um, that's the only thing that I'm actually excited for. Other than that, it's not really that big of a deal for me right now. So I want to jump into a few topics that like occurred this week. Um, my mom actually left by plane on Wednesday and I think it was on Tuesday was where we recorded actually a podcast episode. Isn't that exciting? I had this idea of like, why not record a podcast episode with my mom? I asked her, she agreed, and then we just went down and recorded a podcast about me dropping out of school. And we just talked about, especially on the viewpoint of a, from a parent's perspective, that was sort of interesting to get that into a podcast form and maybe to get that people to share with people that actually consider dropping out or that just talk about this topic of like dropping out or if they want to just see the perspective of the parent or especially my mom in particular I think it's not really a big deal when it comes to your own situation because it's just a completely different thing um, because your parents are just probably going to be different um, and not think the same as my mom did or as my dad or my parents think But I think you could definitely get some juicy like insights out of there that you can use when it comes to discussing dropping out of school. Or if you know someone that wants to drop out of school, that's definitely a podcast that you should check out in terms of like um, getting our viewpoints from a dropouts perspective as well as the parents perspective, with I, which I think is really important when um, you want to drop out of school and you're still underage or live with your parents. I think it's definitely vital to discuss 
um, this step with your parents. Um, and I don't think that it's so easy as it's been for me discussing dropping out of school with your parents. So that's the reason why I wanted to make this podcast as well as number one priority being I wanted to record a fucking podcast with my mom because I just thought that that was such an exciting idea to do. So I just thought like what would be the most interesting thing to talk about and it actually spiked some other topics that we could talk about again in another podcast episode but that's just like the first topic that we wanted to discuss which I thought like and actually it turned out that it brought a lot of value to people that will listen to this podcast episode and with recording this episode I also wanted to try out the podcasting app called Descript or program um, application called Descript it's a podcast editing app, I think it also does a, a lot of other things in terms of like transcribing um, voice or recorded memos, but it's actually marketed in that way right now that it's a podcasting app. You should definitely check out the website. I think it has such a great marketing video on there as well as just presenting all the features on this website. And this website got recommended to me. Um, because they were discussing this, this tool in the podcast and I checked out the website and this just blew my mind, not in terms of because it's so great, just because the marketing video was so exciting and had just like such a welcoming feeling and just made you familiar with the tool in an instant and just made you want it to try it out. And that's exactly what this um, application did with me and that's why I want you definitely to check out the Descript website. It's I think it's only Descript.com. Um, you can actually Google it, Descript Podcast, and you, you will probably find it. They have such a great marketing video as well as just the marketing general is so great. And that's what made me try this app. I just really couldn't find the time, to be honest, until this point, because if you will see the video of me editing my podcast and the way that I think about this podcast that I'm producing right now, um, it's all about like saving as much of time as possible because when I started out with this podcast it took me around six to eight hours to record and edit um, or actually only edit an episode for this podcast and that's the reason why I actually um, didn't continue doing the podcast until I think episode 10 or something after that it kind of like died off and I didn't really record any new podcast episodes until this point where I just realized that I wanted to have something consistent in the podcasting space there and that's when I started the weekly roundup um, and also considered like making it more time sensitive and being able to edit this podcast faster and produce it faster so that I will be able to do it every single week other than like the podcast taking eight hours to edit and so when you come in there from this mindset of like you want to have this podcast produced super fast I actually got it down to one hour um, actually recording and editing as well as publishing so this takes me one hour to produce edit and publish a new podcast episode at this point so this like sort of time frame being super short when it comes to like editing videos when you compare it to other processes this takes usually so much longer um but i just got it down to one hour and that's sort of like where i'm like satisfied with right now which is like super fine one hour is like perfect for me 
So I wanted to try out the script, but I just didn't find really the time because I already had sort of like this feeling that it's going to take longer to edit this podcast on this app. But still, because like the marketing video was so exciting and it just got me hooked, I wanted to try it out. And I thought this podcast with my mom was a perfect opportunity because what this podcasting app does as well is detecting multiple speakers. And I just thought that this would be the perfect podcast to try it out, as well as my mom not being like super fluent in English and maybe asking me under the hood, like sometimes in German, um, being able to cut that out and not having to already um, edit in production. When you actually want to understand what I'm talking about here, you should definitely check out the video um, I will publish pretty soon about me editing my podcast. You will, a bunch of stuff that I'm talking about right now will make a lot more sense. Um, coming from this video, but I just felt like, okay, this would be cool because I can edit out some stuff when we like talk about like, oh, should I say this or that? Or do you want to leave that out? Or I just felt like this was a perfect opportunity to test out Descript. And actually when you sign up uh, for a free plan, you get, I think it's, it was around three hours of free transcribing. So you basically upload your recordings and the app transcribes the entire recording into like a text. And what's sort of exciting, if you've never heard about Descript, what it basically does, it transcribes the entire voice recording, but it connects the voice recording to the transcript, which enables you to edit the text, which um, in the back end as well edits the voice recording. So let me give you a quick example. If you, for example, have a sentence in there that says, it's like the perfect opportunity to start a podcast. You can basically go into the app, you will have the text there. And if you want to, for example, edit out the like, you can just select it, delete it in the text, and the program will translate it into the recording. So the like that you just deleted in the text will be deleted out of the recording as well. And that just opens up so many opportunities for you to uh, think about content when it comes to like reproducing and re-editing and repurposing it as well when you have the um, transcript. And it's not perfect. So when you transcribe it, you will have some mistakes there, but it's like nearly, I I would say like 96% accurate. And so for actual editing, it is perfect. It is so great. Um, If you want to really edit out your entire podcast, if you start out and are not super fluent in speaking into the mic, especially if you do a monologue, I think it's even harder because you need to constantly come up with new ideas and speak them and you you just don't have any pauses there as well as any exchange of thoughts with other people. Um, So if you're not super fluent, I think Descript can definitely help you to edit out in the beginning of recording a podcast because you will do a lot of mistakes. You will misspell words, you will have breaks there, and I think Descript will actually help with that a lot. So I wanted to talk about how transcript editing changes the editing of a podcast because it's just a different thing. It's definitely saves you a lot of time because you don't need to listen to the recording. You can just read the text. First of all, that's like a super highly advantage when you, when it comes to editing the podcast, like really, I would even say like editorial um, style to really make everything perfect. You don't want any likes in there, any ums, any um, misspells, any words that are just unnecessary there. If you want to edit out all those things, if you want your podcast to be quote unquote perfect, 
it definitely saves you a lot of time because you just don't need to listen to the entire recording again to understand like what is being said right now because when you go back to other editing softwares for example as i edit in audition you only see the waveforms there so you need to listen to the waveforms basically to understand what they mean and with the script that changes completely because you don't need to look at the waveforms you can actually look at the actual content that's being like um transformed into voice in the podcast and that actually is just a whole different way of um thinking about or working with editing a voice memo or a voice recording so it's actually interesting to like i've actually i think i'm halfway through the edit on this podcast with my mom so it's actually interesting to see the differences and one thing that i can definitely at this point say for sure is that it's a different experience and you are way more motivated to delete out things while i would be on a if i would edit my podcast in audition i would leave out way more things like way more words that i just repeated or any ums or any likes or any like misspelled words or any like points where it was just like you would usually edit them out i would leave them in in the um audition program if i edit in audition if i'm editing on descript i tend to want to edit out every single little mistake that you can find in there so that's a complete shift from sort of like not being a perfectionist at all and just wanting to make sure that you like well you definitely want to put out a great product but you don't want it to be super polished and descript what it actually um sort of like tends to happen is that you bring out a super polished product and you definitely have to say that just because you delete out the word doesn't mean that you don't need to look at the voice recording and edit that like edit the actual waveforms and if you ever like edited some sort of voice recording with text you can definitely see that you that it's not perfect always you can't always delete out certain things um without it being noticed when you listen back to it so i definitely have to say that it's not perfect but for what it gives you it's actually sort of great and when it comes to like deleting any so like for the purpose of editing this podcast with my mom where i didn't set any splits in the recording so actually like thinking about post-production in the production um so if you think about like editing that way it's definitely great and it's definitely an upgrade so i would really um divide between editorial podcast editing and execution podcast editing and the way that i produce this podcast right now is actually execution uh, i would call that execution editing is in terms of like i want to get the product out i want to have a decent product there but it doesn't need to be perfect because my top priority is getting a product out if your priority is to get out a perfect product and it doesn't need to be super time efficient and you could take five hours to edit this podcast i think it's definitely safe to say that you should consider the script for sure so in some occasions it's actually great to use the script for my personal use case um but in terms of like using the weekly roundup it would never be a thing because i just tend to 
So I come from a perfectionism background and sort of changed into like letting go more of like this product needs to be perfect. This video needs to be perfect. Everything needs to be polished and looking 100% looking great. Um, So me going through this journey of like sort of like letting go and putting way more importance into getting the product out other than having like a polished product. Um, it gets me back into this mindset of polishing out every single thing in the podcast, like as I did back in the days, quote unquote, in the beginnings of my podcast. And I don't like that because I, my top priority is to get a product out and not to have a polished product. However, if you are in a position, as I mentioned before, where you want to get a perfect product out, or if you have someone that edits your podcast so that you only record a podcast and have someone else edit it, I think Descript will definitely help you or would actually um, make the editing experience way better. That's definitely for sure. But will I use it for the recording of the weekly roundup, for example, or my entire podcast experience? Right now, no. Definitely not, because my top priority is to get out more of a product, um, get more volume out other than having a super polished product. I think it would be interesting to see um, the terms of like, if you have a super polished content, it's definitely less authentic because you don't have the personality in there because that's usually what you edit out. I wrote an interesting piece about Bon Appetit and how they used to produce super polished content and went over to be way more authentic and leaving in way more personal um, scenes in their videos and it changed their entire <laughs> entire brand as to say in terms of like being super successful um, and that's why I would be actually super interested to see if people prefer the podcast editing style that I'm using right now in terms of like being more authentic or if they actually annoyed if I misspell something, if I say like 10,000 times throughout this entire podcast, if I use ums, if I use pauses because I need to think real quick. Um, if that actually would be the case that people could not enjoy this podcast experience, I would definitely go into the script for sure. But if people actually prefer this editing style of like having more volume and being more authentic and not having everything super polished, I would definitely stick to the way that I edit my podcast right now because it's just faster than using Descript. But using it as a tool and especially if you maybe have a team that edits your content, I would definitely recommend it because you just have the transcript version there. And when editing on Descript, you also try tend to um, perfect the transcript, so the text. So you after that, you basically, when you finish the podcast, you have a perfect podcast as well as a perfect text that you can repurpose in terms of like putting out articles or top 10 tips to whatever. So repurposing content, Descript could definitely be interesting, but will I be using it? Definitely right now, no, because I just don't have the time to have a super polished product there. Right before my mom left back to France, she gave my brother and I this emblem of our family. You know, we're, our family is the von Schwarzenberg family. And back in the days when you used to have like all these kingdoms and stuff, we used to have a family emblem. And it still persists, it basically doesn't have any meaning now. I'm the same person as everyone else, but back in the days, that used to be a whole different thing, and it's just so great that we discovered this family emblem again. And I just thought, 
firstly about researching a little bit about it because every time someone asks me like okay you have this like sort of like crazy name of like von schwarzenberg like what's it all about like what's the story do you have any ancestors that like did some great great stuff and i'm always just like you know it's actually just a name and i'm just like an ancestor of someone that did something probably at some point but i don't actually know anything about it so i actually wanted to do some research um, and that was basically like kicked off by my mom giving us the family emblem. When you look at this emblem, there's not really that much of a recognizing factor. So I think that it wasn't used uh, for recognition because it just doesn't have anything um, really that stands out in there. It's just really plain and simple and it has nothing that really makes you um, remember this emblem as to say. And that's the reason why I think the actual design of the emblem has a lot of meaning behind it that I can't just discover right now because I just don't know about like what it means. But I think if I will dig deeper into like sort of discovering this language of emblems, I will definitely understand the meaning behind it because as I mentioned, I don't think that it was used in terms of like recognition, so like a logo. I think it was actually used in terms of like portraying some sort of information in terms of like, we won this war, we did suppress this land, like whatever. We won this fight, we won this war, whatever. Um, we fucked this other person like kingdom. I, I don't know, but I'm pretty... Um, certain that this emblem has some meaning because it doesn't have any like real recognizing factor where you can say okay like i can definitely um pick out that stuff on schwarzenberg emblem it just hasn't any like um anything about it that makes you recognize it again and again and again and that's the reason why i think it has a meaning and i just need to basically understand the language of emblems and for example understand like that the red cross with a bunch of spikes means that we um, won a war for example and i think there's definitely a meaning behind it and i will discover it i just need to do some more research um until i understand it as well as doing some ancestor research as well that would be super interesting to find out more about that actually my aunt that as well died this year she did some research and i need to find those documents to just don't like waste any time if she found out something i don't need to research it again obviously so i need to find those documents and get uh, these documents into my hands but after that i want to research it a little bit and then i thought about sort of like redesigning or making this family emblem and sort of like a modern way and maybe using it as a logo for myself maybe printing it on t-shirts um i definitely think that some people would consider this being um i don't know this being like fancy about my family name but actually i have to say in the past i used to actually put it down and not putting like any special meaning on this family name and like the history around it but i just realized now that that's actually not like how I want to treat it. I don't want to put myself on a high pedestal, but I just want to be aware of it and maybe why not use it again? If it's there and if if it has a meaning that is not like bad, um, why not use it if you have it? Um, that's just the way that I think about it and I want to respect the traditional or like the original design and that's why I want to do the research first. That's actually, I think, as far as I know, what you need to do when it comes to rebranding a logo for a um, corporate business. 
you actually need to research the history of the logo and that's exactly like the same thing as I'm doing right now and then I maybe thought that we could do bring in a little bit more of a recognizing factor as well as meaning about our current time so for example my mom live in, lives in France right now we my brother and I live in Germany so we could for example like put some um, icons in there that would recognize the factor of like my mom living in France so maybe using the colors of the um, French or Cote d'Azur or maybe as well as the Nice flag, like the colors that they use in their emblem. I don't know, just doing something with it. And so first of all, like researching the history and maybe digitalizing it a little bit so that we can use it again. The last thing that I wanted to touch on in this week's episode is my actual first purchase of a ebook reader. And I bought a Kindle this week, so the ebook reader by Amazon. I bought a used Kindle because I just thought that when I try out like a new thing for the first time, so this ebook reader, I don't know if I will enjoy the experience, if I will be using it again once I tried it out for the first time. And that's the reason why I bought a used one. And it actually turned out that it's a pretty old one. It doesn't have touch. It doesn't have uh, backlight. So when the room is completely dark, you don't see anything. It's basically like a paper. <laughs> um, and I wanted to buy a used one because I just didn't want to invest a lot into an ebook reader if I happen to not use it again after reading like one book because I just don't like the experience on reading on an ebook reader. So that's the reason why I just bought a used one. Um, and I have to say, thus far, I am so hyped about an ebook reader. Just the way that you handle. Um, dragging all the books over to an ebook reader as well as being able to purchase it straight from the Kindle itself. Um, then the whole experience of like um, reading on an ebook because it's just, it's definitely way lighter than using a physical book that definitely has some weight to it. The Kindle is super light. I like that a lot about it. Um, and also when it comes to scrolling the pages it's really cool that the product is designed that way that you have like these back and forth buttons on the left side as well as on the right side so you have uh straightforward and backwards on each side and that means for people that are left-handed or right-handed they can use this product as well as when you want to switch out the hands because in the other hand you're holding an iphone right now you're cooking you're on the toilet you're on the bus you need to whatever you can hold it in both hands and still scroll, scroll easily because it has the scroll buttons on both sides. That's, I think, a really cool feature. And I don't know if the future um, Kindle versions have this anymore because I think um, they have touchscreens now. So I actually bought a pretty old version. But it actually just doesn't matter because you just want to read the fucking books. I don't want to do any fancy stuff with it. Um, and for the purpose that I wanted to try it out and read a bunch of books uh, in this Christmas season, it definitely fulfills that. And thus far, I'm super excited. It's definitely great. I will definitely keep you updated if I'll keep using it. Um, but thus far, I'm super hyped by this product. I really like it. Um, and it just also motivates me to read more. And if that's the case, then I'm definitely here for it. And the first book that I started to read is the book called Good Strategy, Bad Strategy, and it's pretty self-explanatory by the title. It basically depicts the 
good strategies and bad strategies and shows you example of like what a good strategy looks like and what a bad strategy looks like. And I just wanted to read this book because it was recommended to me through a podcast. Um, and I think as well as giving me because I want to do some strategy work for clients when it comes to social media. And I did actually do some strategy work for clients in the past. (laughs) And I've definitely seen (laughs) some points where I was like, oh shit, he just called me out. I did a bad strategy for clients because I just wasn't aware of it back then. Um, I still think that I helped those guys, but I could have definitely done a way better job if I would have read this book on reading bad strategy, good strategy, and being aware of what a good strategy looks like and it basically talks on these three steps of like first diagnosing a specific problem and if i look back at past strategy sessions that's actually the thing that i didn't do at all like obviously we talked about problems but we weren't attacking the problems with the strategy and this book talks about attacking a certain problem and choosing one problem and committing to one problem and solving it with a strategy or through a strategy. So first you diagnose the problem that you want to attack with this strategy and you actually choose only one thing and not like millions of problems. Uh, then you have a sort of like overall guiding policy that helps you go into the direction of action because what this book also focuses about is not being like woo woo strategy we're so cool it focuses on actual um diagnosing problem and taking um the right actions in order to reach um or to solve the problem that is supposed to be solved through the strategy um so it actually has a diagnosing there first the most important thing like what's going on what's the problem what do we need to solve here what do we want to solve here um then it focuses on creating an overall guiding policy and after that action steps to actually solve this problem and this this book is just so great because it gives a bunch of examples where you can just if you did some strategy work in the past or if you have to work with any type of strategy it definitely um I would say it, it it will, I think 90%, it will call you out at some point because it just has so many um, moments where you're like, oh shoot, I did that and that's actually considered bad strategy by this book. Um, so I think it's just such a great book. And also what I, I have to go back to the Kindle real quick. What I do like about a Kindle is that it shows you the percentage of um, the book that you already read and I think that's sort of like great because I'm just sort of in this mindset right now I want to read 10% of a book each day and that just sort of helps you get motivated to fill out those numbers to go like 10% each day and it definitely motivates me to keep on reading a book and that's just great so going back to good strategy bad strategy I will as well as the Kindle book, will keep you updated on both those things. Um, I just have to give it a little bit more time to actually give a full review on it. But I think thus far (laughs) about both things, the book, good strategy, bad strategy, as well as the Kindle, I'm super excited. I love it. I think we don't really have that much coming up next week. I mean, we got Christmas coming up, the holidays, that's pretty obvious. Other than that, I will be reading a bunch of books hopefully with my Kindle, as well as maybe finally putting out the video of the podcast, as well as finishing the website, as well as finishing the website video again. I think I mentioned to you 
this the last three episodes it just takes so much time to edit those videos because i just want them to be great um as well as maybe being able to publish the podcast i did with my mom which would be maybe great to publish that on the holidays because i think it's around 45 minutes long so that's sort of like what's coming up but i mean it's the holidays it's spending time with family so i don't really expect that much of the upcoming week other than being super excited for 2020. So that's it for this week's episode of the podcast, this week's weekly roundup. I was super excited to have you here again, and I'm really looking forward to the podcast in 2020. And thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Have a great holiday. Spend some greatest time with your family and friends, whatever. And see you in the next week of this podcast. Bye. (laughs) 